Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Every day, millions take to the internet to find love, a date, or just a hookup. While many encounters become exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. I'm about to tell you the story of one such deadly online connection. Welcome to I Met My Murderer Online. I'm Patricia Brown, but you can call me Patches. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Julissa Brisman was in love with life. She was just trying to live her dream in New York City. Julissa was a free spirit, a young woman finding herself and making amends with her regrets in life. In Julissa's bio on her MySpace account About Me section, she described herself as a Manhattan hottie finally getting a hold of this wonderful thing we call life. Julissa started working as a masseuse, placing ads on Craigslist erotic services. In 2009, many people really believed the internet didn't have a digital footprint. Mary, who set up the massage date with Andy, provided authorities with vital information that helped find an IP address. Little did Julissa know that her job as an erotic masseuse booking clients out of town on the internet would be the reason she met her murderer online. Julissa Brisman, a 25-year-old resident of Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, was a changed woman. She struggled but stood tall, taking life one day at a time to reach eight months of sobriety. This is criminal defense attorney Sarah Azari. She was getting sober and attending Alcoholics Anonymous meetings regularly. Julissa was making amends for her past mistakes. Reaching out to people from her past wasn't easy to do, but she diligently journaled her journey to becoming a better person. Julissa was a free spirit, a young woman finding herself and making amends with her regrets in life. And she cherished her dog, Coco Chanel. One of those entries in her journal would define Julissa's road to recovery and her appreciation for life. She wrote, quote, I had a taste of the sober life and I liked it, end quote. Overcoming alcoholism would be nearly impossible if Julissa continued to work as a bartender in New York City. For someone trying to recover from alcohol addiction, working at a bar isn't an ideal situation. So she quit her job. As difficult as the decision to quit her job was, Julissa was determined for a better life. New York City is an expensive place to live. She was a young woman getting by. Jalissa was pretty enough to make it into modeling, but it wasn't generating an income. In fact, it cost her money to produce prints for her book and pay for photography sessions. 
An old roommate of Jalissa's, Mary, had an opportunity for Jalissa to do some sensual massage work. Mary would book sessions for clients in the erotic services section of Craigslist. This is law enforcement expert Tom Omer. Jalissa started working as a masseuse, placing ads on Craigslist erotic services. Nothing indicated that Jalissa was actually being paid for sex. The massages walked a fine line between companionship and comfort. Jalissa negotiated rates of $200 per hour. Mary would be the mediator for meeting clients. There was a system in place. After each client, Jalissa would confirm her safety with Mary. Despite changing opinions in our culture, it's still a dangerous line of work. And in this case, using Craigslist for erotic services meant that Jalissa didn't have any protection at the meeting place. This generation views sex workers very differently from the past. More people are becoming concerned for their safety and are less judgmental about the sex involved. Jalissa would travel out of state to perform her erotic massages. She was Morgan to her clients. Jalissa would take the train from New York City to Boston. It was a four-hour trip, but it was worth not being recognized by anyone local, or worse, someone she knew showing up for a sensual massage. Mary booked nine clients in Boston between April 13th to April 15th. The last client was a new client named Andy. Andy requested to be her last customer on the 14th of April. It is very important to note that Julissa was not a prostitute and there has been no evidence refuting this. After repeated attempts to reach Julissa after her appointment with Andy, Mary knew something was wrong. The next morning, Mary called the hotel who transferred her to the Boston Police Department, only to find out that Julissa was dead. On April 14th, 2009, Julissa Brisbane was found dead in a high-end Boston hotel shortly after 10 p.m. The guests next door reported hearing three gunshots and saw a woman in the doorway of room 2034. Julissa was shot in the heart, abdomen, and chest. Law enforcement expert Tom Omer This was after she was hit hard on the head with a gun. However, there was someone watching Julissa's back. We will refer to her as Mary. Mary placed and answered the Craigslist massage dates with a Yahoo email account. Mary ran the New York City-based training salon where the massages were booked. So Julissa wasn't completely alone on these dates. After repeated attempts to reach Julissa, Mary called the hotel who then transferred her to the Boston Police Department. The search was on for Andy, the client Jalissa met under the name Morgan. Mary provided the police with an email that Andy gave her. At 4.37 p.m., Andy wrote, I myself am visiting Boston and was looking for a 10 p.m. or later appointment tonight or tomorrow. Unfortunately, I will not be free any earlier. Later, he emailed again. Morgan, I can still make it tonight, but I am thinking tomorrow at 10 would be better for me. Otherwise, I'll be there tonight as planned. Thanks, Andy. My Wednesday appointment moved later. I could do it tomorrow night, or we can do 10.30 or 11 tonight if you wanted to see me later tonight. Let me know what you prefer. Morgan. At 7.03 p.m., Andy replied. Hey, Morgan. 10 p.m. tomorrow is best for me. Thank you, Andy. The appointment was set. Shortly after 10 p.m., Julissa was shot dead. Having someone watching your back is always a good idea. But a scenario like this was only good enough to confirm that Julissa was dead. It did not help save her life. 
Mary texted Jalissa several times after the proposed time frame of the massage. She called at 11 p.m. and again at midnight and at 5.30 a.m. Finally, at 7.10 a.m., she called hotel security and they directed her to the Boston Police Department. Mary also provided the password and information for the Yahoo Massage account. She fully cooperated with the police who would later find that Andy was using track phones, also known as burner phones. The question was, who killed Jalissa Brisman? The FBI pulled cell phone tower records near the scene of each crime for 15 minutes before and after each incident. They tried to find a single phone number that was active in each location around that time. In the end, it proved to be a dead end. The killer had used multiple disposable phones. The email information provided by Mary would be most helpful. Although it was a throwaway email address, detectives got a subpoena and Microsoft provided Andy's IP address. Defense attorney Sarah Azari explains. The email exchange between the trio mentioned several key points, which included a base rate of $200 per hour. It would take another subpoena with Comcast, who then provided a physical address for the IP address. Law enforcement expert Tom Omer. Mary, who set up the massage date with Andy, provided authorities with vital information that helped find an IP address. That email was tracked to an apartment at 8 High Point Circle, in Quincy, Massachusetts. And now that the homicide was in the news, other people stepped forward. As damning as the evidence was, the man that was coming into light as the suspect used a wireless router and it could have been anyone in his building with that IP address. The next subpoena would be with Facebook, which also required a search warrant. And this would provide a 60-page dossier on a man named Philip Markoff, a medical student at Boston University who didn't fit the mold of a killer, as he was constantly referred to as clean cut. Just four days earlier, a woman connected with a man on Craigslist erotic services was robbed at gunpoint and held captive for 15 minutes, zip tied and robbed of $800. The man also took a pair of her panties. A young woman advertising for sensual massages on Craigslist was found murdered after meeting with a client late at night at a Boston hotel. The man police questioned was named Philip Markoff, who was a second-year medical student at Boston University. Described as highly intelligent and a guy who, quote, wouldn't hurt a fly, police began to chip away the metal of Markoff's alibi. Philip had what appeared to be a nearly perfect life. He was engaged to a beautiful med student, and although times were tight financially, their relationship was strong. Philip and his fiancée were well into the planning of their wedding. They were living in a fairy tale, and there is nothing wrong with wanting to have a great wedding. But there were some obvious problems. Philip's fiance described their daily life and was quoted as saying they spent all of their time together alone in their apartment. With each passing day, more evidence was mounting and police connected Philip to another robbery. This time, it was a sex worker who flew in from Las Vegas named Trisha. She saw the reports on television and she came forward. She described very similar details. A man with light hair who used zip ties and a gun. He pulled the gun on her and robbed her of $800 in cash, some credit cards, and her panties. Trisha thought he was going to kill her, and she was very brave to step forward despite her illegal activity. This provided police with more ammunition to build a case against Markov. My name is Sergeant Frank Yanis, NYPD. Today is April 20th. It's approximately 4 o'clock. 
in a moment uh, I will be I'm be talking with uh, Trisha and uh, I'm going to be showing her some photos. Keep in mind that individuals may easily change hairstyles, beards, and mustaches. Also, photographs may not always depict the true complexion of a person. It may be lighter or darker than shown in the photograph. Photographs are in the random order. As you look at the photographs or individuals, please indicate in your own words how certain you are of the identification. This identification is related to CC number of incident 09020272. Please note that Trisha has made an identification. Um, he's got the same hair color and the eyes are the same and he's got the same young look. It's definitely him. You sure? Yes. I'm Patricia Patches Brown. More of our story in a moment. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And another robbery, which received little attention, took place 60 miles from Boston with very similar details. Zip ties, a gun, and a clean-cut, light-haired young assailant. Police interrogated a couple, the sex worker and her husband, who, unbeknownst to Markov, was waiting in the lobby of the Rhode Island Hotel for her signal that the client was okay. The woman who was attacked did not want to be identified. She and her husband had this system in place to keep her safe. It may have saved her life. As Markov pulled the gun on her, the husband left the hotel lobby and entered the room with his key card. This startled Markov, who used his gun to fend off the husband. Markov exited the room and used a staircase to escape. The escape was caught on surveillance cameras. The couple cooperated with police and gave information vital to closing in on Markov. Law enforcement expert Tom Omer. After three Craigslist-related assaults and one homicide, all within 60 miles of Boston, the suspect was known as a Craigslist killer. Philip was called into questioning. Would you like to speak to us now? We have some questions we have to ask you. Well, it depends what they're about. Well, it's up to yourself, and it's a decision you have to make. Well, yeah. What's this about? Well, it's about a, ser- a series of incidents that have gone on, and we just have some questions. As you're well aware of, there's been some reports of some robberies and a homicide, and we've been following a ton of leads uh, as a result of that stuff. Okay. You know the unit you're in now? Did you see the sign when you walked in the door? No. It says the homicide unit, and I introduced myself as a homicide detective. So that tells you okay. at least something, something that we're talking some serious stuff here, okay? Detectives tell Philip that he looks like their surveillance photos posted of a man with light hair. What I can tell you is that there's a strong likeliness to one of the photographs in the surveillance photos, such as yourself. Um, so I was just maybe hoping that you had some explanation, say, if I gave you a date, of um, a couple of weeks ago, if you were to tell me there's a reason why you were there and the person in the photograph was deemed to be you, then maybe you'd have a logical explanation for being in that area. But you don't seem to call to mind. Uh, well, I went out to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. 
for the last maybe a couple weeks ago. There was a lot of initial back and forth about having an attorney. The detectives patiently pressed for a confession. If you're the guy that may have been up in the room somehow, some way, some shape or form, could entice into a room and something got ugly, maybe you have an, an explanation as to what might have happened up there. I don't really know what you're talking about. And I could, I mean, this is why I wish I had a lawyer here. Because and, I, could, I could just be like nodding along and agreeing to something that you're saying. And, and that's fine. That I don't really mean that that and, didn't happen. Philip kept asking to speak to a lawyer, but the detectives were able to gain more and more information, which put pressure on Philip. And, and again, Philip, you're alluding to a lawyer, and we need to, uh, you know, expound upon that. You, if you want a lawyer, we are stopping this interview right now because that's one of your rights, okay? That's a right that you have. If you are that unsure of proceeding without well, the way you're the way you're phrasing things, it seems like I could just be nodding or saying yes and. The way you're questioning me, I could be agreeing to anything by well, saying yes or no. I don't really. Well, you that's really, why I wish someone was here to like tell me that I'm and by nodding my head or something. I'm agreeing to something you're saying. No, that's fine. And you know, the that's why I wish I had one. But bottom, I don't really know who to call for a lawyer. Well, that's fine. You know what? We're going to stop this interview because you want an attorney. That's your choice. If you want an attorney, correct? I guess if you're just going to keep asking me the same questions over and over. Philip's fiance was brought in for questioning. Can I ask what this is about yet or no? Sure. Okay. We're investigating some activity from a computer in your house mm-hmm. for online massage services. Online massage services? Yes. Someone's access the computer in your home. There, there have been calls from that guy saying, you know, massage, like, can I schedule a massage? We've gotten calls like that. That's kind of, that's the question that I asked you, were any of the calls explicit, either, you know, threatening in nature or... These were just like three or four times. No, just like, uh, can I schedule a massage, something like that. And how long ago was that? Months ago. Months ago. Yeah. I mean, what kind of, from his computer, are you saying, or my computer? I mean, I get massages, I book massages all the time. Markov's fiance seemed genuinely unaware of what was happening. When asked if he looked like the man in the surveillance photos, she didn't think Philip was the man caught on camera at the hotel. Okay, I'm going to ask you to look at another, another picture. Who is that? I cannot tell. Does it look like anyone you recognize? Um, it could look like a lot of people I recognize. That may be Phil, it may not. I mean, that guy looks heavier than Phil. Okay. And just look at it. Those aren't his shoes either. Okay. How about the jacket? Phil on a leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Phil with that leather jacket on recently? Um, he wears it. Okay. And um, when you look at that picture there, the first one, you said it looks like Phil. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we just know which ones and which times? Yeah. We're going to look at the first one that you said looks like Phil is a photo that is listed as... Camera 264. Camera 264. It has a date on it of 41409 at mm-hmm. 1006. It looks like 44. Is that fair to say? It's got a little green dot, and it's in, and it's uh, encased in a um, sheet protector. Sheet protector. 
correct? Mm-hmm. Second photo that I had you look at uh, is a photo of the uh, best way to identify it is it has a uh, sign in it that says, looks like it says Haru, H-A-R-U, correct? Mm-hmm. The person getting on an escalator, and you said it, that's the one that looks like a lot of people, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And the last photo that I asked you to look at is camera 264-41409, and it looks like it says 10.06.45 mm-hmm. p.m., correct? And you stated that that looks like Phil. Mine was the 14th, what I was at. So you believe that that, that person in, in photo number one looks just like Phil, is that correct? You can take it on the sheet, protect them, fix it, the clear, uh, bother you. It looks similar, okay. but he does not have those shoes, okay. and the back guy looks heavier. The questioning gradually became more revealing. When police investigators asked if Philip would ever use Craigslist to look for massages or paid sex, she emphatically said no. I looked up, like, massage therapy on my computer, like, an internet search just to find a good massage therapist, but I haven't looked anything online. And when you look those up, does it just come back to web pages or does it link to uh, Craigslist or how does that work? I don't do anything from massage. And you've never been involved in any type of massage industry? <laughs> no. No. No, it's, it's a question. Yeah, I know. I know. So somebody wouldn't be calling you. No, 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 no. But, but I told you, this guy did call. The guy asked about a massage. But I did tell Phil, so I'm like, this guy just asked about, you know, he wants a massage. So it was very strange. So Phil has never mentioned to you that he's uh, called for any type of massage service or made any email accounts from any kind of type of massage service. And he's never mentioned to you that he's been to any of the uh, Boston hotels, such as the Marriott Copley. Hmm. I'm sorry. No, no. One of the things that's most worrisome for us is that an online email was initiated from Mm -hmm. an IP address in your apartment. Mm -hmm. The individual that we believe that showed up to complete that online massage or date is the individual in the picture. And the first picture you looked at, you thought he looked quite similar to Phil. Okay, and then... So, for us... But does this have to do with the masseuse? Yes. Is that what you're saying? But the veneer of the good life they shared was chipping away. Police presented several different profiles online, including one that stood out, Sex Addict 53885, which unraveled Phillips reaching out to same-sex relationships. And a photo of his torso was found on his laptop. Was this another ploy to rob people who wouldn't say anything? His fiancée remained steadfast that Philip could not do these things. After watching the surveillance footage, which clearly showed Philip at several locations, She described it as impossible because his shoes didn't match any shoes she was aware of. He does have a leather jacket, but those aren't his shoes. Okay. Can you tell what kind of shoes those are in the photo? They just look like big black, I don't know, they don't look like shoes he has. Okay. Does he own a pair of shoes like that that he just doesn't wear? Not that I know of. Not that you know of? No. Okay. Where, can I ask you where that was, though? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. And at least when you left a month ago, you never saw Phil wearing those type of shoes. Is that, would that be fair right. to say? 
Have you noticed if he, if he has any new shoes? He, he does not have new shoes. I monitor all his shoes. I, want, I pick out all his shoes. Yeah, I, I've seen them. I, I've looked, you know, like I see in the apartments, the ones that I don't like, I hide from him. So, I mean, like I know where all of his shoes are, basically. Markoff's fiance seemed clueless to the possibility that Philip was lying to her about money and a secret life. In fact, Philip was in debt $130,000 in student loans, gambling debts, and their impending wedding in four months. And you've been with Phil for a couple of years now, and you're engaged? Yes. And you love him? Yes, I do. Okay. Would you try to protect him if he did something wrong? Would you lie for him? I would not lie for him if he did something like this. No, I wouldn't. Something like what? Like, like what you're telling me? If he's out killing people? I don't think we ever actually said that. I, I don't know what happened to the masseuse. Can you tell me what happened to the masseuse? In one of the instances, they've been robbed. In another instance, they've been killed. Okay. Okay, I just, I would never, ever, ever think he would ever do something like that, ever. Okay. Just being honest. Like, I, you know, he, he doesn't get angry often. He's not an angry person. He's a medical student, you know. There's... And, and, you know, sometimes things happen where, you know, the, the intention is not to harm anybody. The intention right. is to, for financial gain. And sometimes right. other things happen where, you know, actually. No, he, he complains about money all the time. That, you know, we have no money. So. He's not going to rob somebody. That's not how he's going to go about getting money. I'm Patricia Patches-Brown. More of our story in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A search warrant was granted for Markov's eight High Point Circle apartment in Quincy. Markov wasn't the greatest criminal in history, as the murder weapon was quickly found in a hollowed-out book. This coupled with his fingerprints on the duct tape in Trisha's hotel room, the surveillance footage, the internet evidence, it wasn't looking good for Markov. Especially the shoes McAllister said weren't his, which had Julissa's blood evidence on them. We are exploring and not foreclosing any other possible motives. This is Suffolk County District Attorney Dan Conley, who believed Markov's motives were clear. At this time, where our theory of the case is that he uh, was preying upon young women who were advertising their services on Craigslist for robbery. D.A. Conley describes Markov's criminal character. Well, we're, we're dealing with somebody who uh, is uh, fairly clever, uh, certainly made efforts to, uh, to uh, hide himself from authorities by creating uh, email addresses to contact these young women, for example, um, and also choosing women who were vulnerable, women who were perhaps living on life's margins, who uh, perhaps would not contact authorities if they were victimized. Uh, and these, uh, 
type, this is the type of individual we're dealing with, someone who's willing to abuse women, to dominate them, to hurt them, to get what he wants. I've asked anyone who's been contacted by Philip Markov, perhaps was even uh, approached in a hotel and robbed by Philip Markov, to please let us know. Uh, I'm sure that these young women, uh, if there are any others, would be worried about uh, any possible prosecution on our end. We're not concerned about prosecuting uh, these young women for offering masseuse services or perhaps even other services uh, in hotels. The jurors for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts on the road present that Philip Markov on April 14, 2009, did assault and beat one Julissa Brisman with intent to murder her. And by such assault and beating, did kill and murder Julissa Brisman. How do you plead to this indictment, sir? Not guilty. Furthermore, sir, at this time here, the grand jurors of Suffolk County returned further six more indictments against you. Do you waive the formal reading of these six indictments, sir? Yes. On docket number 09-10479-002, charged with armed kidnapping, offense 003, charged with armed assault to rob, offense 004, possession of firearm not home, work, no license, offense 005, robbery armed, offense 006, armed kidnapping, and offense 007, possession of firearm not home, work, no license. How do you plead to these six indictments, sir? Not guilty. Markoff would plead not guilty in court. His lawyers would defend his digital footprint and argued he was guilty by public opinion with their clients splashed across headlines. This case really changed the way people looked at using the internet and meeting other people. Craigslist stepped up to the challenge and removed sex services from its platform altogether. This move was followed by many other websites as well. Philip told someone close to him to forget about him and that more would come out about him. And he was right. Philip had a double life. Under the email address sexaddict5385, it was a confusing discovery. It could have been used to assault and rob vulnerable people looking for sex, or perhaps it was a side he showed no one else, especially his fiance. Markoff would tell a close friend that this would be just some of what was to come. And on August 15, 2010, on what would have been his first wedding anniversary, Philip committed suicide in his cell. The thought of life in prison proved too difficult for Markov. He committed suicide in an elaborate fashion that only a medical mind would devise. According to reports, Philip used an object shaved into a razor to cut major arteries in his ankles, legs, and neck. He wrapped his wounds in plastic, covered his head with a plastic bag, and stuffed toilet paper down his throat so jail authorities could not resuscitate him. He then covered himself head to toe with a blanket. A college friend of Markov's, whose identity we will protect, recalled an incident she experienced with Markov that was a sign of things to come. It was one night and we were coming home and he walked me to the door like a lot of guy friends will do. And he just, at the entrance to the dorm, he shoved me up against the wall and tried kissing me. And I couldn't physically overpower him to get him off. It was really scary because I was fighting against him and saying, no, Phil, what are you doing? And thankfully, one of our other friends came up and had to pull him off of me. I mean, obviously, that's not the guy that I knew. It was a totally different side, and I just blamed it on the alcohol. And I thought, well, this isn't normally him. Yes, he can be awkward, but he wouldn't do something like this. It's so scary that the possibility that you could maybe know someone who is capable of something like this. It was just, I was shaking. I went and I woke up my parents and I was instantly thinking back to that time and wondering if I had seen something. I mean, that moment really stood out to me. I wish he had 
maybe left something behind saying what happened. And while so much of this case remained about the clean-cut medical student, very little was focused on Julissa Brisbane, a 25-year-old woman whose determination to make ends meet would eventually lead her to meet her murderer online. I'm Patricia Brown, but you can call me Patches. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.